Hi everyone, this is Sarah Evans here with Priority Status. And today I am so excited about who we have on because if you know anything about luxury travel, um, or if you don't, you will after this episode, but we have Albert Herrera here from Virtuoso. We have Arena Pinder from, or Arena Pinder Chamberlain from Smart Flyer. And we have Michael Holtz from Smart Flyer. And you know, if you're in the industry, you know these names and what, what it means to the, to the luxury travel industry. But I would love to hear from each of you, your roles, what you do. Um, Michael and Arena, you run a group of travel advisors um, working very closely with Virtuoso. And from you, Albert, I'd love to hear more about Virtuoso and the network and what it is. So do you want to start, Albert? Oh, me, of course. Well, good afternoon, good morning, good evening, wherever you are. Um, Virtuoso is a by-invitation-only travel network comprised of about uh, 1,700 partners, hotels, and tour operators, uh, airlines, cruise lines, the list goes on. But more importantly, we have agencies in 50 countries, about 17,000 advisors around the world. And they provide the best access, uh, the most experience, and the most seamless, I guess you might say, um, uh, delivery for consumers around the world to buy the best travel experiences. And then how do you fit in, Michael and Arena? Well, SmartFlyer, we're a member of the Virtuoso Network. We're an agency uh, with many agents through the U.S., Canada, U.K., and also Australia. And it's our job to make the magic happen. Our job is to know our client and to work with the amazing suppliers that we have at our fingertips to make the magic happen when the clients travel around the world. And how did you, Arena, how did you get into this industry? Um, that's a funny story, Sarah. <laughs> uh, I got into the industry first through an internship with Hawkins PR uh, many years ago, and um, that's kind of how we met. I was your intern once upon a time, and um, eventually I realized PR wasn't really for me, even though I do love and respect it. Um, parlayed that into a uh, marketing and brand uh, role at uh, another travel agency before I met Michael eventually a few years later. And now it's been about eight years and um, having fun every day. But to bring things to full circle, what Arena didn't say is that we met through someone, Dora Karanikis, who currently works at Virtuoso. Oh, that's right. It's all about the power of connection. It all comes to full circle, doesn't it? <laughs> yes. <laughs> and you know, today we're talking about Travel Advisor Confidential, how to gain access to the world's most luxury hotels, and how does each of your organizations, if, you, if there's a traveler and they're booking a trip, working with an advisor, or how would someone work with Virtuoso or work with an advisor? Does this cost money? Tell me, tell me how we, what you get and how you, how you get started with you all. Okay, that's a great question, Sarah, and I have a perfect example. A friend of mine from college rang me about a month ago, said he wanted to go on a 20th anniversary trip to New Zealand with his wife. I said, great. 
He's like, do you know anything about New Zealand? I said, of course I do. I've been there three or four times. So it just so happened that our virtuoso partner in New Zealand, Sam Porter, was coming to New York the following week. And I said to the friend, listen, you know, tell me what you're looking for. He's like, I want the absolute best of the best. I want to fly around privately within New Zealand. I said, great. We're going to go to cocktails with Sam Porter from Seasons. And we all went to cocktails. Immediately, the client said, Michael, you understand me. Sam understands Michael. Let's book it. It sounds good to me. So the client stood there on his iPhone, looked at images of Minaret Station, Matakari, Cape Kidnappers, and paid the deposit right on the spot. And he will never go back to his old travel agency, which was American Express. And by the way, American Express does a great job, okay? But again, it's the power of connection, of human connection. But, okay, if someone's not friends with you and they can't sit down and have drinks with you and they can't see the photos on, you know, Michael's phone firsthand, how can I get involved with Smart Flyer and Virtuoso? If I'm a traveler that is sitting in California and I've always booked on my own or I've booked online or how do I become a Virtuoso traveler or work with an advisor? Well, I know that um, Albert is going to want to answer that on his own as well. But as far as Smart Flyer, we have hundreds of agents all over the world, literally, um, and they are available to work with um, clients that make sense for them, which means that we always believe in the right fit. So give us a call or go to our site and pick one of an agent that you feel would work best for you. That's the easiest way to do it. Do you pay for your services? No. So how how does it work then? If so, basically, I'm getting extra service, extra amenities, extra advisory, and I I don't have to pay because you're you're because, working with the hotels. Directly. Sure. Yeah. The, so the hotels, cruise lines, we're compensated through those channels. Um, we've always been very transparent about this. Um, in terms of our value, it's it's the logistics, it's the coordination, it's the knowledge, um, because I mean this is kind of like your favorite topic. And I could add on to that. Yeah, this is on. Albert. So let me add on to that from a virtuoso perspective. And obviously, we have agencies, as I mentioned earlier, in fifty countries, and everyone has a different business model in terms of how they are compensated for their time and expertise. And that's what it really is about, time, expertise, and knowledge of the market, and insider connection. So um, we always look at it like a financial advisor. When you meet with your financial advisor, uh, you technically know what you're getting yourself into because obviously you're planning for your future. So you may invest in these stocks and bonds or whatever it may be, and your financial advisor will give you that sound advice. Similar to a good travel advisor, they will give you the good advice to make sure it's the best vacation, it's the most memorable time for your wedding or whatever it may be, or just a family reunion. And that's how the advisors get compensated. It's for their time, expertise, and also. We don't look at it from, is there a fee involved? Yes, maybe. But it comes back, you know, tenfold, hundredfold sometimes. And I think part of it, especially on the air end, I mean, we do do quite a bit with airlines. We've got access to a lot of, uh, you know, off-published fares, discounted fares that we could offer our clients, and the client is still getting great value for money and so we're So you have insider access Correct. that if I went on to 
definitely, you know, not Expedia, but even Delta.com, virtuoso agents, advisors are getting access to rates that I might not get if I was going direct. Correct, because we're using the GDS Sabre in this case, and we could see into the airline's inventory. And a great example is, let's say there's a family of four going to Paris for Thanksgiving, and there are only three discounted seats. We could do two separate bookings, but everyone is still on the same flight, and they sit together, and we're going to get a better price than if the client went to, say, Orbitz or Expedia and asked for four seats. And that's very... That's... As simple as it sounds, it's very complicated because also it's really about the access because you want to have that special event that sold out the Grand Prix or the F1, for example, right? The races in, which happened in Monaco. You want to make sure that you have the right room with the right terrace and who has the access? Who has access to that inventory? Virtuosa does and we help our advisors, our agencies around the world, make sure that they're able to sell that to their clients who want the most unique experiences. And I would also add on that as a travel advisor, our job is to be an expert in our client. That's priority one. So we've got to know what does our client want? Do they like a modern aesthetic? Do they want a classic aesthetic? And then we work with the hotels in that particular market to figure out what's going to be the perfect match for that client. And you just can't find that on the internet. It's difficult. You can. I was saying before when we were sitting down talking before we started recording, I've been booking with SmartFlyer personally for years and you know if I don't have have a connection at the hotel personally and I arena now knows what I like what I want she knows my kids what kinds of hotels will like she says no you won't like that um, and you've really been a resource for me at all hours of the day and night to talk through my <laughs> travel dilemmas yeah <laughs> yeah, I mean, it certainly takes time to get to know uh, a client, and but once you do, it's it makes it easier for everyone, including us, obviously. So, like, I know how old your kids are, I know what they like, and um, allergies, things like that. It's it makes it it makes for a seamless travel experience. I feel like, um, and the clients can really feel it on the ground. So, Albert, with Virtuoso, how did Virtuoso get started? Wow, how far back do you want to go? Story. It's a long story, but <laughs> it's, it's very interesting because you've really the, the organization has shaped the travel advisor community. Yes, today. yes, it has, and and um, obviously, Virtuoso is more than thirty-five years old in its original form, and obviously, as the industry has evolved, uh, we've evolved as well. And Matthew Upchurch is our CEO, and technically, he's the man who brought Virtuoso up to where it is today. And how its current iteration is looking at how what a travel at that time, a travel agent was. Uh, it looked around the room and how, what their model was and how they were compensated and what the, it was technically an order. Uh, it was just technically they were order takers. Down the road, as the industry evolved and commissions got cut, the airlines cut and all this, looked around the room and said, it's an aging population in all fairness. So would I be comfortable, this is Matthew's words, would I be comfortable sending my kid when he grows up to be a travel agent? And the answer was no. So how do we elevate this industry of ours? Fast forward 15 years, we no longer call them travel agents. We no longer call them travel professionals. 
we call them fin travel advisors because that's what they do. Like a financial advisor, they provide the insight. So it has elevated our industry. Uh, the cachet is bigger than better than ever. Look at the the 300 smarties you have around. They're all young. They're savvy. They're socially connected. Uh, the change is, you know, bring on the change. Not to disrespect those that have been doing this for 35 years, but it, it's the merging of the the old, the new, the experience, the new to market that elevates this industry of ours, which is really fun. So yeah. with Virtuoso, you know, you're seeing millennials that might be an aspirational Virtuoso client who's maybe booking one trip, or you're seeing millennials that are booking many trips, or you're seeing baby boomers, you're seeing senior citizens. It's it's all it's all across the board for and sure. It all it is. Yeah. And the thing is, is that no one in our right mind is an expert. We can't be an expert on everything or a specialist. Correct. That's why together, together is really stronger. Because uh, again, Irina, for example, in her office may be an expert in Indonesia and every little you know town, whatever it may be, <laughs> village or whatever. <laughs> However, someone's gonna come to her now for Japan. Right. And she won't know about Japan and she'll rely on the resource of another smarty who can right. help her close that sale and make it a truly exceptional experience. She actually knows more about Japan than Indonesia. It's true. <laughs> I did use that as an example because I know. <laughs> um, I mean, it's, it's funny that you said about, uh, what you said about um, how the network evolved. I remember when I first joined um, an agency, it was Linden Travel at the time, doesn't exist anymore, uh, but when I was offered the job, I remember thinking, well, does travel agencies even exist anymore? Right, and this was this was kind of the time when, when I did take the job and I went to an industry event, um, The someone would always ask me if I was there with my grandmother. Um, but <laughs> but this is 10 years ago and, and it's certainly has changed so much since then and I think tra the travel advisory profession is um, it's sexier and it's definitely cool and we're seeing a lot of um, a lot of people from other industries switching careers and it's really it's really exciting and and, and the best part to add on to what Irina just said is that, it's not just the career switchers who are seeing a future in this, um, but it's also the ability to be able to travel the world, explore the world, experience the world, and yet do your business and have clients around the world. Uh, before you were constrained behind behind a desk uh, with your, what you would call then your big CRT terminal, uh, but now you can be on a beach in a pool uh, in St. Barts, or you could be somewhere in, uh, in, a, you know, in Morocco, and you can still have your clients and service them 365, really, because that's what, what it's about. So. And the best part is that we at SmartFlyer, we have an agent who's on the road for literally 600 days. He's been traveling for 600 days, and he's booking business. He has his laptop, he has his iPhone, and it all works. And he's getting firsthand experiences that he could pass on to the clients. It's really a dream job. Maybe in my, my next life, maybe my second career, what I've done with PR, you guys can hire me. <laughs> because, it, it, you know, I've watched it change, too. I mean, just being in the travel industry now for 15 or so years. And like you, I wasn't sure. You know, I remember seeing travel agencies and strip malls when I was 
totally absolutely and those do exist i guess in some capacity in places i don't know store anymore. storefronts is the storefronts. term <laughs> um, but as exist yeah but the whole industry has evolved so so much and like you said just through technology and social media and being able to truly be nomadic and still work and see the world while you're booking business and still understanding your clients' needs is really revolutionary for the industry, I'm sure. It is. And uh, there is, there's a lot of business. There's a lot of opportunity for everyone in every space. We will not obviously uh, discount the fact that there's the Expedia's of the world and the American Expresses. They're there. They're there for a reason, a purpose. But what we do uh, in the space that we fit in and sit in, really, from obviously Virtuoso, Smart Flyer, and the rest, is we truly cater to a very specialized, a very niche market. Those that want true, uh, bespoke, uh, unique, memorable experiences that can be replicated. So in order to have a Virtuoso experience, how would someone do that? They book through an agency that is connected with Virtuoso? Yes. Please, take it away. No, absolutely, I think. And the beauty of the Virtuoso network is we also also get the the relationship that Virtuoso has curated um, on top of the ones that we've ourselves have um have worked on and it, yes to work with the virtuoso network you you can go on the virtuoso.com and select an agent preferably one of smart flyers agents um but yeah it's, it's very easy which ties into what our role is in virtuoso um our my role specifically is to make sure that obviously we have the right partners when I say partners, it's the hotel, the cruise lines, and the list goes on, the tour operators and the destinations, to make sure that we have the right partners that would give our advisors, our agencies, the access. So we vet, we review, make sure that uh, it's the right fit, they have the right tools, and more importantly, provide the insight to the advisors that they can use. I was going to ask you that. So when you're looking for, your job is, you know, you're overseeing the partnerships and, and bringing on the, the hotel and cruise, et cetera, partners, as you were saying, what are you looking for in a hotel? It, you know, what what are those special, unique characteristics? I mean, obviously there's a level of luxury, but what does that mean today? We're, that's a loaded, that's a big question. <laughs> no, that's because big when question. you start to look at the portfolio, for example, Virtuoso currently works with almost 1,300 hotels currently. So it's a lot. However, uh, we're continuing to look at product that's new, new destinations, new markets, uh, catering to the new needs of a traveler. You know, uh, certain age demographics, uh, new, new markets. But, but I want to add in, I think the most important thing is really that human connection. Because at the end of the day, there are a lot of hotels out there, but when our advisor emails the GM or the director of sales and says, I've got a very special client coming, could you please greet them upon arrival? And that GM greets the client and says, thank you so much for coming. You know, I got an email from your smart flyer advisor or your virtuoso advisor. You know, here's my card, here's my mobile if you need me. That's what makes the difference. It's a big, crazy world out there, and everyone wants comfort. Mm-hmm. So true, and that's the most important thing. And as simple as that sounds, the human connection, it's actually one of our hashtags, hashtag human connection when we have our virtuous event. 
which is coming up, by the way, and I'll give it a plug, because it, it's in August. It's a, a little event where two weeks of my life goes into Las Vegas. But for the advisors and these agencies, they actually technically set up shop in Las Vegas for about minimum five nights. Think about it. Picture yourself. You're moving your business because technically the Smarties are bringing now about 115 advisors. 122 to, at oh, last. Oh, I apologize. Count. Okay. The, the, it's like the stock market. Um, so they, they're bringing them to Las Vegas to learn, to meet, uh, to connect with partners, hotels, crews, and the business that's done, and we call it Virtuoso Travel Week for a reason, because it is like Fashion Week. You're, you're, you're leaving that venue, that destination, with, with knowledge. You're, you're in a buying session. You know, you're, you're, you're out to buy next season's merchandise. In this case, next season's vacations, next season's experiences. And that's what it's about. And by the way, the same way that the client loves to meet the general manager, Albert, I don't want to make you blush or anything, but when a lot of our newer advisors to the travel industry meet Albert in person or Matthew Upchurch, who's the founder, the CEO of Virtuoso, okay, that makes them get really excited because these are people that are truly at the epicenter of luxury travel. Well, I have to say I've known Albert um, of Albert for a long time and just seeing all your photos you definitely are the most dapper man in travel now meeting you in person I can attest but you're always looking so sharp and I remember seeing when you were talking about Virtuoso Travel Week you had an Hermes birthday cake last year I remember seeing this on Instagram it's all coming back to me it's like I need to meet him <laughs> That cake was, I've never seen a cake so incredible, so. And the funny part about, yeah, it was a special birthday, and uh, my partner threw a surprise party for me two months before my actual birthday, because after all, we were in Las Vegas with 6,000 people, (laughs) but this is for a very exclusive 100 people, and the moment that they rolled that cake in, and my, my, my comment to my partner was, no one eats cake in this room, so who are you? <laughs> but it wasn't, yes, thank you. It was a special. I remember uh, seeing that on Instagram. <laughs> and yes, you are travel royalty for sure. Oh, and um, that cake sealed the deal for, for me. <laughs> so, um, because that's, it's always interesting to me how you determine if a product is worthy, so to speak, to be in the Virtuoso network. And for myself, I go on the site a lot if I'm looking at a destination that I'm not as familiar with to even get inspiration before I would even get in touch with an agent just to look at a hotel and a destination to see if it has the Virtuoso stamp of approval. So um, it is that to know that it's the human connection. It's And then the access. So tell me about, so you book a Virtuoso property and a lot of times there's extra amenities that are included tell me about that so if a guest or a client is booking through smart flyer and you're booking a virtuoso property what can a client expect to get michael and irina are the best (laughs) advocates of the program so please so typically it would include um, some sort of breakfast it could be continental it could be a buffet full American breakfast, a room upgrade, sometimes it's done in advance, and that's a a new trend. A lot of the hotels that we work with a lot are doing in advance. This way we could go to our client and we could say it's all taken care of. Some sort of amenity that's uh, unique 
to the destination. It could be, you know, a bike ride in the park. It could be an airport transfer. It could be uh, a luau in Hawaii. It could be just an F&B credit and a lot of extra love from your advisor. Or even here's a good simple one, closer to home, the Mark, the Mark here in New York. They will arrange a picnic in Central Park and the picnic basket is prepared by Jean-Georges. I mean, that's close to home, right? We're here in New York and when was the last time you were in Central Park and had a picnic basket catered by Jean-Georges? Or further down in, in Australia, in Koalia, uh, in the Great Barrier Reef, uh, you have, you know, they will have a private, a private, uh, uh, what do you call this, a sunset cruise, a two-hour sunset cruise just for you in the Whit Sundays. So, I mean, things like that that are unique and special to the destination. Because again, what's another bottle of wine, another bottle of champagne? To us, that's the standard, but that's not what we're looking for. But also, what's more important than the amenity is just the idea, or it gives the client an idea of what they could do in that destination, and something may kind of stick out in their mind, and they say, I want to go, okay, to Qualia, Wolgan Valley, whatever it is, because of so-and-so. Mm-hmm. I mean, as a traveler, I know the breakfast is so key to have that included, especially if you're in Europe and you get that, you know, some of the breakfast spreads are absolutely incredible. And sometimes it might not be included if you haven't booked through a virtuoso agent. And, you know, the amenities that you talk about in the room, well, agree, a bottle of champagne or you know, whatever it is, chocolate-covered strawberries are a bit passe in some senses. Traveling with children, when I book through Smart Flyer, my children always have something, and that is not lost on them, whether it's, you know, like rubber ducks with their names on them in the bathtub. Or, or the, cup- the personalized bathrobes. A personalized bathrobe or cupcakes and... I've tried to teach my three and six year old daughters, this is not normal. Like, where's our amenity? And (laughs) (laughs) this is not. um, Don't expect this at home. Exactly, right? (laughs) But it's those things that you do remember, or even just a handwritten note from the general manager, the personal human connection that does make you feel special if you've just traveled for 12 hours and you get somewhere and they say your room's being upgraded and you have a, a handwritten note and. It, it really does start the trip off on a different a different note. I think at the end of the day, it's all about creating memory, right? And uh, I can truly attest that all of our agents care about how your first impression is when you first arrive at the destination. They want to make sure that you are happy, especially if you're, you know, we know that you're spending not only your money, but also your time, and that's something that you can't get back. And that's kind of the motivation behind making it so special all the time. You know, one of just speaking personally, I'm going to Italy in two weeks that I've booked through Smart Flyer. And one of the things that's been so valuable to me is there's a lot of planes, trains, and automobiles involved in our two week itinerary. And I've been working with one of your agents who has booked my train tickets, who's booked our transfers because I need a booster seat in a cart, like little things. And they, you know, how much do your children weigh so they can get the right car seats? And if I had to do that or spend that time, that's a lot of time that, but I know it's going to be seamless because someone who's worked with the provider is doing it for me. And so that's time and money well spent. Yeah, travel planning is a full-time job believe it or not. (laughs) So 
you're you're booking all these destinations. You're you know virtuoso you, and smart flyer. What are the it destinations right now, and what are you seeing hot for twenty nineteen? Iceland. Oh, since a good one. Yes. Do you have a virtuoso property in Iceland? No, not at this time. Um, we're working on a few because Iceland was always these destinations where they had very small, obviously very seasonal, and they're developing a few new, you might say, specialized lodges that we're going to be working with. So stay tuned for that in terms of we work with a lot of operators who have special products in Iceland. So more on that to come for us. I was curious because one of the women in our office just got back from a trip to Iceland. And I was asking her where she stayed because you don't hear a lot about hotels in Iceland. I mean, there are some. You but will. Like in, you will. You will in the next couple of years for sure. Um, and I just got back from Turkey and it was amazing. And I've... I saw a lot of developments. I think Peninsula is going into Istanbul, so it's Mandarin Oriental. Uh, there's already one in, in Bodrum. Um, you stayed at the beautiful raffles. I stayed at the beautiful raffles and uh, was on their travel advisory board. And uh, I think that's going to be a really, a really good one. And then also Mexico City, Puebla, San Miguel. Um, I'm so happy to hear about Turkey because yeah. yes. you know we have a couple clients over there and for for a bit of time it it's hard a volatile destination Absolutely. but to hear that clients are booking and you felt safe there and there's development happening is really exciting yeah the yes. confidence is coming back it truly is in terms of the destination yeah, which sure. we're seeing as well which we need to help the destination what do you feel like are the hottest destinations right now? Well, um, Italy is always a given. I mean, looking always. at the numbers that we have this year for this season, as we are in the season, they're about 60% up year over year, where if you're wanting to go into a, a little special uh, hotel in a special part of Italy, there is no space. So that makes it a bit of a challenge. So people are sort of branching out now to the pre and the post, before and after, later in the season. But also with like Italy, Sicily spe specifically is getting really hot. But, you know, especially with like all the little hotels that are coming up, there is like some, yes. you know, I don't know if you've heard, just like saw it in Pantelleria. There's like a little, it's a little hotel in the, off of the coast of Sicily. Things like that. I think that's a little bit different and a little bit raw. Um, interesting. That's a good word. I like that because I was actually yeah. last year in Sicily and there was this little, oops, the name escapes me, but it was this little village. We had to carry a luggage to this little town. Imagine me carrying luggage to a little town. And it was I'm an sure old home. your luggage is beautiful, though. So. But it was like making a lot of noise in that little cobbles home. But it was the most amazing, true immersion in this little town, in this little village. And it just, at night, it became this whole amazing dining experience. So that I love, the rawness of it. Still yes. virtually, I wouldn't say untouched, but for the American traveler who usually goes... Tuscany, the north, they don't sure. go further down Sicily, but I would, I would highly recommend that. But it's almost the new luxury, the, you know, finding the next frontier, the best, the best new destinations, um, the ones that are not overcrowded with tourists. Um, I think that's really interesting. Yes. Greece as well. Need I say more? Always hot. I mean, I've hot. seen so many people in Mykonos in the past couple of weeks. Looking about the, all the social media posts and everything, yes. I mean, I, what happened was with uh, 
with the downturn in the, with the tourism to to uh, to Greece. I mean to to Istanbul, to Turkey over the years, people looked for other destinations, uh, sunny destinations, and that helped boost the uh, confidence in Greece as a destination. Obviously with the Emirates flight out of Newark into Athens, that helped with Lyft as well. So that helped boost that. Same thing with Portugal. The Americans at one time didn't looked at Portugal as the poor man's Europe, but now Portugal, you can't get Super a room in hot. Portugal. So things like that that you, I would consider and I would look at as well as you, the people plan ahead. What are the U.S. destinations that are that you're seeing really hot right now? The the parks, the parks are amazing in the U.S. You know, we work with a company that specializes in access to these parks, and people are looking for that because it's really more of a family getaway. Mm -hmm. Also, well, cities, <clears throat> cities like Portland, Seattle, Charleston, Nashville, Charleston. New Orleans. Like I think that's. You know, we're all such foodies, and these are destinations that offers great local cu culture through their food, and and it's it's Charleston, fun. Love and it, Charleston, yeah. so it's charming. The it's the so best. Charming. It's the best. Um, so you have these luxury destinations, this luxury traveler that's looking for this authentic experience, whether it be culture or food. Michael and Arena, do you have a crazy over-the-top trip that you have helped plan that comes to mind? I mean, besides the crazy, you know, on a whim New Zealand birthday trips. Well, we're doing a uh, 50th birthday party in Cuba. That's going to be really exciting. I might even go myself. Um, I love Cuba. It's all, he's he's going to crash the birthday party. A lot of celebrations. A lot of celebrations. And when you have a celebration, for instance, how many people are you planning for that celebration? I mean, it could be a family of four. It could be a family of 40. It could be 100. You know, we've also done, uh, you know, corporate meetings and incentive trips. So you trips. guys can plan my next big birthday. Absolutely. Abs absolutely. <laughs> and Albert's going to do the cake. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> and carry the luggage. <laughs> and, and I'm going to give you an example. I was just in Ibiza, and it was a hotel opening at the opening event. The person who cut the ribbon flew in on a jetpack. So he, he had like a rocket on his back, and he flew about a mile and a half to the podium to cut the ribbon. Of what hotel? Seven Pines. I have visions of that. It could have gone one way or the other way. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, but, so basically, anything is possible. Anything is possible. Oh, we had... Um, over the years, I mean, like two years ago, we had um, family from very prominent family from somewhere in, let's say, uh, Latin America. <laughs> I won't be as specific. That uh, they wanted to have uh, their 50th birthday somewhere in the Arctic. So they actually set up 20 tents in the Arctic, and talk about not just the cost but the feat to make that happen. And I'm like, I have other ideas of spending my 50th birthday with an Hermes cake. <laughs> but it's, you know what, all things for all people, and the, the more specialized, the more exclusive, that's what we love. Give us the challenge to do that. And you've all experienced the best of the world when it comes to luxury travel. Is there an experience that you recall that is second to none, whether it's personal, whether you were there for work, which I'm sure all blends together at this point? 
So I'm going to give you what I think is the best experience, and it happens on a regular basis, and I'm excited about it. When you go to a hotel, and when a good general manager does a good meeting, 7 a.m., 8 a.m. with his staff, and they know who all the VIPs are, and they know what they like, they know what they don't like, they generally have pictures in the back of house. It makes you feel like you're at your own apartment building. It's, ama- it's, it's an amazing a, experience. They all know, um, everyone in the industry knows Michael as 2A, and so... And a dirty martini. Tito's. Slightly dirty. Slightly, Slightly dirty. dirty. <laughs> I'm and, fresh, dirty. and fresh fruit in the room. You've been Instagramming the fresh fruit a lot. And it's great. And you know what? It shows that hoteliers do listen. They do care. And I'm an agent too. And at the end of the day, I'd rather work with someone who's going to be easy to work with. That's what we all want. Hashtag human connection. Hashtag right. human connection. What about you, Arena? Something... I mean, you just went on a really crazy, amazing honeymoon. Yes. Um, I mean, everything about that trip was really amazing. I I think in terms of personalized experience, we were at, I think this is one of the properties that you mentioned earlier, uh, we were at Minaret Station, and the owner flew in especially to be with us and took us all over, and where all over the coast. It's in New Zealand. Um, right outside of Queenstown. And it was one of the most extraordinary experiences I've ever had. Um, but Michael, to, you know, to, to comment on Michael's point, when I was at the raffles in, in Istanbul, um, randomly met a friend and sat down at the bar. And the first thing they said was like, hey, Miss Pindar, good to see you. It's like how like how do you how does this random bartender even know who you are and like it's it's amazing the way that hotel staff recognize guests who has been flagged as VIPs I think it's really cool. It truly is, and, and it ranges obviously from small hotel you know if you have a ten room lodge to the four thousand room Bellagio where we have our event where. Our photos are all plastered in the back. You don't know it, but they are. So, mate, and think about it. The Bellagio has 8,000 staff. And you go to a restaurant, they'll say, welcome back, Mr. Herrera. It's good to have you back. That is daunting when they have, it's down to a science in terms of how they're able to deliver that kind of caliber of caring throughout the different ranks. Maybe in the restaurant, may you be in front office, may you be in bell service they'll know you they'll recognize you and that's what it's all about hashtag human connection are there certain you mentioned the bellagio you mentioned this property in new zealand are there certain brands that you think have it down or is it a mix does it matter i think well, four seasons is really good and i mean raffles is amazing four seasons is amazing what else aman does aman, an amazing job and they've brilliant. always been because you don't even sign your bill at Amman no, because I they know you that. by your room and you just leave when you leave and that's, it's all done. Rosewood is really uh, yeah. doing well in that area is, you know, too. And they that's, have so much exciting growth happening. They do. They do. There's a lot of great, yeah. And that's what we see in the business is that all these brands, uh, the bigger they get, uh, the more focused they are on just truly ex- develop, making sure that it's not just about the brand, it's about truly be, 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 being more local to be global versus the reverse, right? And experiences, back to the experiences thing, which I love, is that every hotel, every destination has a unique and special 
where you're there and why you're there. I mean, uh, may it be a bar experience, uh, may it be something, a special cocktail. And if I can share this, I love it because I was just in London a few months ago and at the Barclay in London, uh, my friend, the general manager said, you have to experience this new concept we, we, we launched. I said, what is it? In the blue bar, I'm like, the blue bar has been around for 15 years. I said, no, 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 it's called out of the blue at the blue bar. I'm like, okay. So it's this picture, this room that's eight by eight and there, it seats four. You have to book, uh, it's like a, th a 30 minute thing. And it's a, it's a full immersion of what sight, sound, scent plays into a cocktail. And all they do is obviously the, the, the attendant comes in, has these four cocktails that are lined up. You don't know what they are. And she'll explain, and all of a sudden, this whole 3D sensory just takes you into scent and sight and sound, and then you have the first. So you're trying to guess what the first cocktail is. Is it pineapple? Is it vodka? And you have no idea how your 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 scent your your sight will play, will fool your senses. I highly recommend that. It's something That's I've so never done. So cool. Out of the blue at the Barclay, try that. So one last question. I know this is probably really difficult because you've had so many amazing experiences and you've traveled everywhere but do you have a favorite hotel just a hotel that if you even want to disconnect or keep going back to or that feels a bit like home okay my favorite hotel is the one that I was at yesterday because I love going <laughs> to new destinations and I was at Chatham Bar's Inn in Cape Cod. I've never been to Cape Cod. It was a 38-minute flight on JetBlue. Uh, the hotel is in Virtuoso. It's part of leading. It's part of, you know, JMAC hospitality. And I spent 24 hours there and had a ball. It's a great hotel. What about you? Um, gosh, this is so hard. I, I... You know, I don't know, Sarah. This is a really hard question. I think maybe the Ritz-Carlton Kyoto is one of my favorites. Um, the Greenwich here in New York is one of my favorites. Where you got married. Where I got married. And, and where she was proposed to at the Kyoto property. Kyoto and, and, and the Narad Station. So I guess maybe it just revolves around <laughs> my milestones. Yeah, and I do think that that's, you know, sometimes a favorite hotel. It's about the experience you had there mm -hmm. and the memories attached to it. It's not necessarily always about the product or the service it's that human connection into that you have those really intimate you know human connections that have helped shape your life yeah like it anchors memories mm -hmm. and yeah absolutely what about you albert no i have 1300 children so i have to make sure i like them all. Pick a favorite. <laughs> um it, it all ties in it all ties back to what michael arena just said it's about the memories and obviously having been raised born raised in the philippines so there's always memories of the peninsula hong kong and the oriental in bangkok and but obviously those will always be near and dear to me but then you look at what's new what's opening what's different and it's also like michael it's where i was recently uh, just got back from example um, cabo we had a, a little retreat there and we were just at the new um, uh, montage cabo. my business partner's going there tomorrow it's great i mean it's it's two so weeks old it. So it's but, great. But Albert, to put words in your mouth, since the Carlisle just had that iconic movie oh. that came oh. out, and because you work there, I think it's okay to say that the Carlisle is your favorite hotel. Yes, okay, there is. You know, I, I did open up the Four Seasons New York um, here uh, 20 years ago, and that was memorable. And, and it, 
however, the Carlisle will always bring, you know, I mean, when Rosewood acquired the Carlisle, which is, I guess I would always call it the last bastion of urban civility, that was our punchline then. And I still think I still think it is, because it is old New York, it's old and new, but yet it's it's history and legacy that can never be replicated in a city like New York. And There's some know. hotels that have a soul, and the Carlisle is absolutely yeah. one of them. You look at, there's properties in London that, you know, there's all these new, shiny, amazing properties, and we all love those for a reason, but then you go back to these certain properties that you can, like, you walk into the Carlisle, and it, you can't help but feel special. If I can share a little tidbit, so I know I, before we run out of time and don't want to take all the conversation, but when the owners of Rosewood at that time hired me to be at the Carlisle, and the mission was, don't change it, but we need to evolve it. So what I had to do is, what do I do? So the first things I would do would be sitting in the dining room, just to sit there in the corner and just take notes and look who were the ladies who lunched. Uh, at that time, it was um, uh, Dominic Dunn, was still alive and he was a regular and he would little his notepad and write notes and scribble and then you'd see the likes of Lynn Wyatt or Ralph Lauren who would come in and have certain dishes regularly I'm like just seeing that happen it, it, it was like live theater at lunchtime and I'm like don't they have real jobs I guess they do but they don't <laughs> need real jobs but and taking that culture and playing around with it that history and legacy and moving it forward to the hotel of the future it was the most memorable. Thank you, Michael. That's incredible. And we're also lucky to work in this industry where hotels have really helped write the story of so much more than travel today. I think they've become parts of cities and the way lobbies have evolved and food and beverage operations have evolved. And it used to be hotel restaurants were a bit passe. And now hotel restaurants many times are the place to be in a market. Mm -hmm. So Yeah, absolutely. Thank you all so much. Thank you. Everyone check out Smart Flyer and Virtuoso.com. Um, I feel so honored that you're here on our Priority Status podcast. And um, yeah, keep traveling. Keep helping us travel. Explore Thank the you. world. Thank you. Thank you, Sarah. Thank you, Sarah.